When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is going to be a Riding with John episode. It's been a while since I've actually done one of these, so I figured it would be a good time as ever to try and do this while I'm driving to work. And in case you're wondering, I am an essential worker, so therefore I'm allowed out the doors because I am actually headed to work right now. So, with that being said, I was thinking about doing this topic for this morning, and that topic is, is the Man of Steel DCEU movie the worst out of the whole DCEU, or is it the best after so many years of not having a Superman film, and so I thought it would be a good topic to actually talk about. So, let's go on ahead and talk about this for a minute. So, it's been a long time since we actually saw saw Superman on the big screen and stuff like that, not only that, but don't forget, we also had Christopher Reeves that played Superman and Clark Kent, and I thought that the casting choices was really good for... Lawrence Fishburne to play the head editor for uh, the Daily News, and then you also have Henry Cavill as Superman and Clark Kent, and I thought that was actually a pretty good casting call, and I really loved Henry Cavill's take on Superman and Clark Kent, and you know, another thing too that I actually have to say that I really enjoyed was the whole build-up to get to the point where he's trying to discover who he is and everything, and trying to figure out how he's actually fitting into this world and especially as a young kid it goes into that whole entire point where he he doesn't really fit in with anybody in society or anything like that and he's always kind of being bullied as well because of the fact that he doesn't fit in because everybody thinks of him as a freak and I like that whole entire aspect where you know yeah he has these superpowers and everything but he's also kind of vulnerable too especially whenever he's trying to figure out who he is and he also too he has that super hearing like ability that we all know and also the x-ray vision and that kind of freaked him out and everything i think it would actually freak me out if i actually discovered that i had those kind of powers for the very first time and then as it progresses and everything and whenever you see him save those people on the oil rig i thought that was actually pretty and everything because of the fact that we actually that actually sets the tone that this is not like the Christopher Reeves uh, version of Superman or anything like that where you just lift things and that's it. It's where he's actually saving people, where he's actually going on ahead and putting himself out there as Superman for the very first time. And some people just don't know how to react to him or anything like that because don't forget. Superman is actually an alien, and I know that if I saw someone that had x-ray vision, someone that had lasers coming out of his eyes, and flying in the air, you know, I would think that I would actually be scared the first time I see him. I wouldn't be thinking that this is someone that's going to be saving the day, but, you know, as his whole entire story plays out and everything, and I even like Kevin Costner as his father figure, and trying to figure out what he's supposed to do. And Kevin Costner told him, oh, just go on ahead and keep it a secret. So am I supposed to let everyone die on the bus that I was on? And he said, maybe. But I like the fact that, you know, he doesn't really um, take his advice or anything like that. He winds up doing his own thing where he knows that he wants to save people. He knows that he wants to try and fit into society. He knows that 
he wants to be do good for the uh, for us and everything. And that's something that I really have to say that I enjoyed about his character that we didn't get from the Christopher Reeves version. And then we also have Michael Shannon who plays General Zod, and I thought he did a fantastic job at playing General Zod. And he actually gave General Zod a, bu- a lot of layers that we didn't get to see from uh, the original Superman movie and stuff like that because I felt like maybe that version of Zod was like very one-dimensional during its time, but he was also kind of menacing during its time. But, you know, when Michael Shannon's on the screen and everything, you can actually tell that he's giving it his all, and he's also someone that you should actually fear. And I'm going to be honest with you, like, when... I see him, and he's like, you need to bow before Zod. And Superman's like, no, we're not having that. And then the whole entire battle in Kansas and everything was just awesome. Because I actually like that whole entire battle scene. It reminds me of something that you would actually see flipping through a comic book. And he's also try- Superman is also trying to protect everybody that he loves. And then, too, like when you get into the whole entire fight in Metropolis, and Zod is trying to tell him, look, you know, I'm going to kill the uh, the people that you love. I'm going to kill the people that you care about, which is the people in general, not just his mother or anything like that. But, you know, it goes to show you that he had, Superman had to do what what he had to be done. If he didn't snap Zod's neck, he would have still killed those people. He would still go ahead and still, uh, kill people and things like that and Superman was just trying to do what he had to do to try and protect the citizens of Metropolis during its during that time and I was like well Superman is not supposed to kill well what choice did Superman actually have to be honest with you because Zod was something someone that you could not be dealt with at all and Superman didn't want to kill Zod if you actually remember the pain and agony whenever he snapped his neck that was actually something that you know, he didn't want to do. And that was actually the first time that we actually see Superman actually kill someone on the screen for the very first time. So we weren't really used to that. But I understood the concept. I understood where Superman was actually coming from. It was like, either I kill him or he's going to kill everybody in Metropolis and and take over the whole entire world if I don't do this. And, you know, someone with that superhuman strength, just like Superman is, he cannot be dealt with. It's someone that, you know, can be feared. And there's nothing that the cops can do. There's nothing that the governments can do or anything like that because Zod is indestructible. And because Zod is indestructible and everything, he's just that much dangerous. And, you know, another thing I like about Zod, General Zod was the fact that in his own mind, he feels like he's doing great for the greater good. And that makes the person even more dangerous because in his, in that person's mind, he's doing something, he thinks that he's doing something noble, something that's actually going to help in the long run, even if it means destroying our earth, our earth and our place, including Krypton. And that makes him even more dangerous because of the fact that he thinks that he's right, even though he's wrong. And that, and I love that whole entire aspect of, you know, of that type of villain because of the fact that we haven't really gotten that, to that point with any superhero movies other than recently with uh, Thanos who also felt like he was doing something good for the greater good but instead you know he's that's what made him more dangerous and that's like I said and he also feels like that he's doing something for the greater good when he really isn't and that's the same thing with Zod 
he's the most dangerous character within the whole entire Superman Man of Steel movie. And I like the fact, too, that nobody is, some like I said, people are trying to understand Superman still. People are trying to figure out who he is, if he's still uh, for the greater good, or what, or what's he here for. And then you also have the whole entire origin story. I thought the origin story and everything was really good about how they, how they actually explain it. I really thought that was actually great how they tie that in. And I really feel like Man of Steel is probably still one of my... It's actually still one of my favorite uh, DCEU films today. And even back in 2013, I really enjoyed the movie. I remember going to see the movie twice and loving the movie even more. And even on Blu-ray and everything, I actually bought the movie on Blu-ray. I watched it a, a lot when I bought it, and I still do. And I still think that the movie still holds up. I just wish, wish that they would go on ahead and make a Man of Steel, Steel 2 already. Henry Cavill is Superman. He is Clark Kent. He does bring that charisma to Clark Kent and everything. He has that little bit of a geekiness side to him, but not that clumsy side that we actually got from the old Christopher Reeves movie or anything like that. But he still has that whole entire side to him that I actually like, That where I actually can believe that he's actually Clark Kent. But tell me what you guys think. Do you guys like Man of Steel? What didn't you like about Man of Steel? I'm kind of curious about that. And I know that DCU hasn't really been putting out that many good movies or anything like that. Especially whenever you look at the Harley Quinn movie that came out. Even though I knew it was going to have the same tone that the Suicide Squad movie had or whatever. I still wanted to give it a chance because I wanted to see that film succeed. And, you know. But, I have to say. If you're going to watch a Batman vs. Superman movie. I would definitely check out the extended cut. And not the theatrical cut. Because I had a lot of fun watching the extended cut over the theatrical cut. And a matter of fact, I couldn't even rank that in my top five movies at that time because of the fact if I was going to go off of the theatrical cut and everything, I can't go off of that. I have to go off the extended cut and I can't put that in my pantheon of top five films during that time because of the fact that it was I'm basing it off of a movie that's actually part of the extended cut, part of the Blu-ray. So therefore, I could not put that in my pantheon of top five films or top 10 films of the DCEU at that time. And then also, too, Suicide Squad wasn't that great. It was very choppy and really of a mess of a film. But underneath it all, I feel like that Harley Quinn got flushed out really good. I really have to say that I wish that Jared Leto's Joker got flushed out a lot more than what it did. It's not really, it's not his fault that he didn't get the screen time that he deserved and people didn't really like him. As a matter of fact, I did an experiment on the Joker Unleashed page a couple of uh, months back or a year ago. And it wasn't the fact that they didn't care for his performance per se. It was basically because of the direction that they decided to go in where he had the grills, the tattoos and stuff like that. So I actually took the, I found a picture where it didn't have any tattoos any grills and I did like in a little experiment and people were actually sold on the look of the Joker because of the fact that he didn't have the grills or tattoos so I'm like okay so that was the basically the only problem that people have a problem with but another thing too is like well they should have gotten somebody else well if they got somebody else they would have still had tattoos the performance would have still been the same you would still have him with the tattoos and the grills so I mean there's no in my, in my honest opinion, even if you change out the actor or whatever, they're not going to change the direction on how they want to do it. And that's exactly how they wanted to make that uh, villain do, um, make him act and everything. So I don't think that changing an actor or whatever would actually change that performance at all. 
but at least that's what I, how I'm looking at it. But I could be wrong, and it's not going to be the first time that I'm wrong about anything. But tell me what you guys have to say about that. And I just wanted to do this quick episode just to uh, get that out there, just try and do something, because I know that people are stuck inside the house, and I figured this is a nice little episode where I used to do uh, do this in my car as I'm driving somewhere, and it's been a while since I've actually done one of these, and I might, and I might actually start going back to doing this in the morning time, so if you guys actually enjoy the Riding with John episodes, tell me what you guys think, because if, if I get enough plays on this, this actually means that I, I'll be able to do more of these, if I don't, that means that, that you guys don't really want a Riding with John episode or anything like that, so I might just keep the regular podcast for at night and just do my regular episodes with Tamika or with me being solo. So anyways, that's all I have to say for this morning's episode. I hope that you guys enjoy it and until next time. Bye-bye.